0: Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. I'm Christina Bocheman. And I'm Gianna Robustiano. We are so excited that you are here. What
1: is Get Real all about? It's about you creating your best life. Are you ready to get real? Is hidden trauma holding you back? That is such a great question. Because how do you know what accounts, what adds up? Mm -hmm. to a hidden trauma. People think of trauma as something terrible that happened. Yeah, but it could be something like a, a,
0: not a small moment or maybe a small moment in your childhood. Yeah, repeated, Repeated. right? And that becomes this thing, but you're not even aware of it. So you're just kind of used to it. You're like, oh yeah, that happened in my childhood. I got yelled at a lot, but whatever, we all do. And you- you say that, like not justifying that, but you almost are like, Well, it's
1: normal. So I don't well, see that as trauma. Exactly. And that's what it is. Uh Janet and I were talking earlier before we started, and I was telling her about a woman that I met. She had read my book and she wanted to talk about it. So I went to her office and she said, What I learned, just back up for a second, is the the things that happen in your life, like what they call adversity when you're a child. Mm -hmm. Things that were repeated and repeated and repeated. Like if you lived in a home where somebody was yelling all the time and you're a really sensitive kid. Or you lived in a home where you were being beaten. And that was just part of your life. But your body's taking those experiences and holding on to it. Mm -hmm. So this woman told me, she said, well, I didn't have any of that in my life. I had the most beautiful childhood. And I said, wow, that's amazing. And she said, yeah, the only thing that ever happened to me was when I was about two and a half, three years old, I went to run out in the street and my mother grabbed me and she fell off the sidewalk and she was eight months pregnant and she fell hard enough that she lost the baby. And everybody in my family has always told me that I murdered my little brother.
0: Wow. And I was like, that's not a trauma. Yeah, but she didn't think it was because no. it was normal. But that that's a traumatic experience. And maybe she wasn't aware that that was considered a trauma, but her body took
1: that in, right? Right. That's the thing because our bodies hold on to that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes something you know one one of the things that I've read a lot about is um women who have been molested as kids that will get very, very heavy because they don't want anybody to find them attractive. There's a lot of stories of that out there. The things happened to them. they didn't want anybody to think they were attractive, so they would make sure that they stayed very, very heavy.
0: Wow, yeah, I that sounds familiar, but I—that's—that's that's crazy. But and maybe they didn't even know, like that's the reason why they are like eating a lot, or
1: right? What, they don't—they're not doing it intentionally. No, it's their body's protection mechanism. Mm-hmm. I read a whole book, on, well, probably a couple books about it because I was fascinated by it. It made so much sense. Like I had a friend that had um, a lot of adversity. In her childhood. She could could not stop eating. She'd always say, I don't know what this is. But then she finally admitted that she didn't like men looking at her. Because it turned out her uncle had been molesting her when she was a little kid. She did not want any male attention. That was the first time I ever heard anything like that. And the only reason she shared it with me, because I kept asking her questions. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're so gorgeous. Why would you... And she goes, I don't want men looking at me. I don't want men looking at me. Why? And she finally admitted. She goes, I've never told anybody this. And she was crying her eyes out. But um, yeah. Wow. But I've read a lot of stories about that. And I, I find it really fascinating. So those patterns, those things happen in our lives and our bodies doing things. To protect us.
0: Mm -hmm. And we don't even realize.
1: Right. At all. Like we're just going about
0: our lives. And there's certain patterns that we have. And a lot of the time people don't tie it into their childhood or ask themselves, why am I doing this behavior over and over again? And what's behind that? And speaking of not recognizing that you had gone through a trauma, when I read christina's book there was so much in there and i remember going up to her and saying oh my god i'm so sorry you went through all that stuff but she didn't see it in that way right right Right? you didn't see it in that way and you're like well i had a great childhood there was so much to be grateful for and and everything. And you didn't see it in that way that
1: it was a a trauma. And and when I was writing the book, I was digging those stories out because they were stories that always stood out in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like things, very, very uh, significant moments. Like there's a story in the book that talks about how I made a decision at nine years old that I was never gonna let anybody hurt me again. And cause I was always a super sensitive kid. I mean, I still am. And there was all this situation going on and it was like over the course of a week. And I remember just having a moment where I was able to get out of the house. Like I snuck out of the house and I took a walk to the swamp and it was in April. And I'll never forget, just as I came over the hill, it had been raining for a whole week, and the rain was clearing up, and the sun started coming out just as I got to where I could see the swamp, and the entire swamp was all yellow flowers. Mm -hmm. And it was at that moment, I decided, I felt like God was there watching me and that God was with me, and I just decided at that moment that I was never going to let anybody hurt me again. Mm -hmm. And I would just forgive everybody anything that happened. I did not want to be unhappy anymore. Unfortunately, it set up the pattern of having no boundaries with people. Mm -hmm. Because when you're just saying, oh, no, it's okay. Oh, that's all right. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. I don't want you to feel bad. All that stuff is going into your own body. You have absolutely no boundary at all. Yeah. And And then, right, until I started digging into those stories to understand that, I didn't even understand about boundaries. Yeah. And that's
0: huge. And that was a pattern that was set up in your life and something that you had to be aware of to work on. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. And a lot of us have those experiences. Like we say these things to ourselves when we're younger, like, I don't want to get my hopes up, because my dad lied to me all the time, or my mom did this. So then you set up like this pattern of like, not, I don't know what the pattern is that I'm thinking of right now. But like, because my mind is totally oh, like, blanking not, out. not, trusting, right? yeah, not trusting. Yeah,
1: not trusting. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you set that up. And then maybe you don't trust like Anybody in your life or you don't believe what anyone's saying and then you have to work on being aware
1: of that pattern and so on and, you know. Yeah, you know, something that's become very clear to me in the last year is that we live in the information age, Mm right? Right. There is so much information out there all the time. And we're studying information and we're getting degrees in information. We're getting licenses with information. We're getting certified with information. But very little of it is about us. How do we relate to that information? Mm -hmm. How does that information feel? Yeah. Right? What is this information teaching? My passion for this information, what is it telling me about myself? Mm Mm-hmm. And having that, because
0: information is just feeding our brain, but connecting it to your body too. Like, how do I feel about this? How can I apply this to what I'm experiencing in my life right now? Right. So, and that is something we haven't really even touched the surface with it and anywhere. You don't hear about, uh, how does that feel in your body? What are you feeling right now? It's just, everything's a quick fix,
1: Right. And this is something that you and I obviously are working on breaking. Mm -hmm. We've got this program that we're working on that we'll tell you guys more about as it develops further. But it is about helping people understand where they're feeling things in their body so that they can release it. We are not used to doing it. No, not not at all. And
0: earlier today I had... A trauma-informed care training, we talked about all the things about trauma, like how to help yourself and others and the mental portion of it. But I kept writing down, like, where's the release? Where's the release? We don't talk about our bodies in it at right. all. So that's something that's so important that we might even forget. A, a woman had was talking about something that she was working on. She's like, I worked so hard on the mental portion of it, and now I'm doing yoga and grounding myself and learning how to take care of the body portion of everything, asking myself these things. And that's something I'm working on too. We weren't taught any of this stuff. Right. So it's very important to not – don't forget about your body, you know. Right, because your
1: body is your vehicle. I remember – Gosh, I've always thought, I saw a little cartoon. I, I had been eight or nine years old. I was really young, right? And there was a cartoon at the time called Johnny Quest, And in this particular cartoon, I don't even remember a lot about what it was, except at the end of this, this robot had come into the town and he was shooting people and burning down houses as he stamped through the town, this (laughs) giant robot. And so Johnny Quest comes in to save the day and he finally gets the robot out of commission and the robot slumps over to the side. And suddenly a door opens right where your third eye would be on your head, Mm -hmm. which is like just between your eyebrows and in that particular area, if you draw a circle there. And a little door opened in his forehead and there was a guy inside driving. And I remember having the distinct thought, that's what our bodies are. You know, we're like our, we're the being that's driving the body Mm -hmm. and we don't think about that. No. Or just take our bodies for granted. You know, we feed them, we take care of them, we do whatever it is that we do with our body because we think we're our bodies. So if we think are our bo- we are our bodies, why are we not paying attention to these things? Yeah. Why is it that there's, there's those of us that are like, I'm not my body, my body's my vehicle, that is understanding these things about the body? Yeah. We have to learn how to release these things mm-hmm. from the body. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for instance, I've been doing somatic hip openers because I've always had a lot of trouble with my hips and my lower back. So in the last couple of years, I've been working with the same massage therapist on a regular basis, and I've been trying to figure out what's up with my hips. And she was one that mentioned it a couple months ago to – do these somatic hip openers, and you can find them on YouTube, they're really good. And I remember the first day that I did it, because the information is that we store these traumatic events in our hips, right? And if you think about it, the chakra system, right? Mm-hmm. That lower section of your body, that's your first chakra, which is where our, we get safety, where we, it helps us feel safe when the chakra is healthy. So all those years to not feel safe, right? Mm -hmm. And that's all stored in that area. So I texted her the first day after I did the exercise. It's only 15, 20 minutes. Doesn't really take any time. But I texted her and I said, I think you're on to something. Because I cried through the entire exercise. And then I went upstairs and bit Rick's head off. (laughs) (laughs) Like releasing the stress.
0: Yeah, you're... And, and all of that was like trapped in your hips. And that was something, I don't know if we talked about this in a different podcast about the whole like energy healing and Reiki and Christina was doing that on me and, the hips came up for me, and I
1: didn't even recognize that there was something there. Yeah, and the energy was so weird in the hips Mm -hmm. because that was only the second time I've ever done a Reiki session on you, right? Yeah. You did one a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, and I, I didn't even realize that, but as soon as I gained awareness, I was like, oh, my left hip is like poking at me right now, and I wasn't aware of it, and I always saw people talking about like doing the hip releases and trauma can be stored in the hips. And I was like, well, I don't feel anything. So I've, and I just didn't try them, but I gained awareness. And now I can even talking about it right now. It's like, pay attention to me. Like I can feel something there. So it's something to gain awareness of like, what are you feeling in your body? Where are you feeling it? And even asking yourself, like, why do I feel that way? Where is that coming from? Right. Asking those questions are so important. And you might not even realize that you had had a trauma or experience that had happened to
1: you. Right. your body's feeling it. Well, and two, another question, right? How do you know you have hidden trauma? Mm-hmm. And I would say after doing the work that I did is look at the repeating pattern in your life. Yeah. Something that has you stuck, that you can't seem to break through. Mm -hmm. Because for me, it was my intimate relationship, right? Two times, I was married twice before my current husband. And in both cases... And I hate to say this because it sounds negative and I don't mean it all. But in both cases, I married my dad, the other two previous guys. And I loved my dad. My dad was my hero in my life, especially when I was a little girl. But he had PTSD from the war. And he was prone to these violent outbursts. We never had an idea when they were coming. And then they would be like, whap. And scared the heck out of me because I was more sensitive. So that's when I came around to that whole, the repeating pattern was that I go into these relationships with these guys and then I just make everything okay with me. And so they can mistreat me any way they want to, and that's okay. They have a good soul. They're a good person deep down inside. And
0: that's not okay right? at all. And to recognize that
1: is huge because
0: mm-hmm. then you're able to break that pattern. I had a similar experience. I didn't marry anybody yet in my life. But in relationships, I experienced the same toxic thing over and over again. And I kept wondering why. I was like, why do I keep attracting in these certain type of people, the ones that are into drugs and all of that kind of stuff. And they're mean and disrespectful and all the things. And then I recognized that there was a pattern that came from my childhood, like watching my parents with one another. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was normal. So I thought it was normal to be in a toxic relationship because that's what I saw growing up. But once I recognized that I was able to, sit down with christina actually and write down like what do i want in somebody what are my boundaries that i'm gonna set because i didn't have any boundaries yeah either. that's right
1: we did all that work yeah. yeah
0: that was like the beginning of this whole entire journey Is just mm-hmm. sitting down we were at a coffee spot i yeah, probably I s- about that yeah i, I still yeah. have that um sheet but what do i, I desire in a relationship and I worked on that, someone else came through and there was still some things that I was repeating. So I needed to be more aware of those things. And then I was able to bring in somebody who was amazing and just better than I could have even imagined. So it takes gaining awareness and looking at those patterns, those things that we keep doing over and over again and situations and people that come into our lives. Like, what is this trying to teach you? And what am I doing here? (laughs) And focusing on
1: those. Exactly. Like when I met Rick, I had done all this work and I had made the list and I worked on that list for a long time. And then when I met him, he was super nice guy, but I was very distanced no, I'm going down to my list. I felt like it was very methodical and totally not romantic at all, right? Because <laughs> I'm I'm looking at myself. How am I how am I feeling about this? How am I reacting to his reactions rather than going, "Wow, he's so nice," like I would normally do. Mm-hmm. Was like, "Well, yeah, he seems nice, but maybe he goes home and kicks his dog." I remember saying that to my <laughs> girlfriend and she was like, "That's crazy." And I'm
0: like, You don't know, though. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. I think it's important to be in that place of taking a step back and not feeding into, like, everything you see. Because I remember when I met Cordell, the person that I'm with, um, right now, I said, right now, and then I distracted myself. (laughs) He's not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere (laughs) if you're listening to this. But um, I stayed very curious and I laid out the facts of the situation. I said, this is what I know, and then this is what I don't know. Because I used to get into the habit of, like, filling in the blank and seeing people as this great person. And and I used to just turn a blind eye to all the bad stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, they have a good heart and making excuses for them. So I stayed very curious going into my relationship with Cordell and – not like creating this fantasy of the person that I'm seeing, but just seeing for him for what he is right now and what I know and what I don't know yet and what I can ask questions about. I think that's important going into a relationship, especially if you have a
1: pattern of bringing in the same kind yeah, of person. Yeah, that that's, that's particular type of person. Yeah, and even now, um, Rick and I have been together for, it'll be 11 years this year, which is crazy. Wow. but. I still sometimes ask him, am I having a good boundary around this mm-hmm. for certain things? Because I spent my whole life having zero boundaries. So trying to understand exactly what a boundary is, because I want to have the boundary, but I still want to have the heartfeltness yeah. with people. So there's that push and pull
0: mm-hmm.
1: of... You know, I want I want to be here with my whole heart, but I have to be careful to not suddenly be a doormat just because I want to be here with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. It's- so it's I think it's from there. So I, I I check in with him every so often, you know, in different situations. I'm like, how are my boundaries around this? How's my discernment? Am I discerning this right? It's good to have those talks
0: mm-hmm. and to know like if you've had certain patterns in your past to keep practicing those tools like where am I at am I letting this person walk all over me and questioning those things because this is a whole process you're not just gonna set a boundary one day and it's gonna be like oh I set the boundary it's never no one's ever gonna try to walk over me again you know you have to keep putting those into practice and asking questions of the people around you
1: that's really important to do. Absolutely. So if you are wondering if there's something going on in your life that might be a hidden trauma, but you're not sure, you know, please feel free to email us at Mm -hmm. info at manifesting mural. Is that what it is? Info? I haven't said the email address in so long grow at oh grow, grow. at manifestingmiraclestogether.com <laughs> wow i was i've been pulling a few blank spots today <laughs> i'm like what is the email address yeah just send us a quick email and yeah. tell us what you got and we'll we'll get back to you on it cuz we might be able to help you out definitely yeah also one last thing before we go we are going to be starting a spiritual development meetup mhm In the middle of February, this is 2024. And now we're going to just let you know what the details are because this whole path of spiritual development that we're all going through right now, I just feel like there's a lot more people that are starting to understand that spirituality is not religion. Mm -hmm. It's different. Like spirituality is your relationship with your creator, of course, whatever Mm -hmm. name you call your creator. But just as importantly, it's your connections with other people and with the planet. And I think most importantly, with yourself. Right. It's about building more self awareness, more understanding of how you relate to the information, like we said. Because as you get to know yourself better and understand yourself in this huge, experience that we're having Mm -hmm. you just get to be a better person and then the the more you grow the people around you grow and it just is light slowly light up the world because we really need it definitely and it, it helps to be in
0: a group of people who are experiencing what you're experiencing and you can learn so much from one another and that's the goal just to help people and support
1: people and likewise, yeah. you know. And then you grow and you- Everybody d- grows together, manifesting miracles together. I mean, that's what—that's how we started this whole thing. Yeah, that, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So stay tuned for that. There'll be more
0: information all about that. You can find it all on the social medias. Yes, absolutely. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're ready to get real, follow us on social media. The links are below. And check out our website,
1: www.ManifestingMiraclesTogether.com. Is there someone you know who is ready to get real? If so, then do them a favor and share this episode. Until next time.